0: i tearing up.
1: <laughs> it's just I about it. screamed right now, <laughs> and I'm not even there.
0: <laughs> now that's inspirational, Natalie. <laughs> I feel inspired today. That's part two. I, of I, this. Could, I could be here for another no. hour. Yeah, I always go. it winds up homeless on the street. It's my <laughs> fault. I don't know what got
1: into my head, but I thought, I thought this thought. You know, if I'm working year round, I might as well get paid year round. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education and Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify,
0: and SoundCloud, and subscribe today. Now, it's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to sweet talk our weekly podcast here at Idaho State University's continuing education and workforce training. I am Paul Dickey the video instruction manager here at sweet, and I'm joined as always by my guest host Gary Salazar, our director Gary, how are you doing today.
1: I'm doing great. And, and and your other
0: guest host, Angela. Angie
1: Wilhelm's also joining us. Yes. Hi Angie. Um, it's nice
0: to see you. Hello.
2: It's nice to see all of you as well.
0: Yeah, Angie is our marketing person here at Sweet um, and essential team member.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and and boy, she's got a great background. For those of you who can't see that, she's got a background showing the inside of our whole arena which uh, we recently had a pretty cool celebration uh, at, and we, we can talk about that as part of the kick-in, but they are doing some renovations in the Idaho State University Holt Arena with the chairs in there, and they're, they're looking pretty snazzy for the new ones they're bringing in. Angela, you were there for that celebration. Do you wanna say a few words about what happened there before we get into this, this, uh, this thing with Paul?
2: Yes, we had the missing man chair uh, dedication in Idaho State University's Arena. We are uh, currently, it was, we are the only collegiate stadium in Idaho that has a missing man chair. Um, a Very, very nice ceremony. We worked with the um, Pocatello chapter of the, the POW MIA. M- Uh, awareness association and then of course we worked with the president's office at the university as well as athletics so it was a very good combination of groups that came together to make sure that that uh, missing man chair uh, ceremony took place and of course a big thank you to isu president kevin satterley for donating the chair and the space for the chair as well. That was a big gift because that meant that the local chapter of the POW MIA awareness did not need to raise money for that as it was gifted by the university.
1: Yeah, that was great. And, and we worked with a couple of really fine people, Don, uh, Kami, Kami Chopsky. Mm-hmm. They're both involved with that. And uh, for those of you who saw or heard the last podcast, I think we did it with Cammy, didn't we? Chops, Back you know, a couple we podcasts mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So this is now after, after the facts, the, uh, the ceremony was held and it was, it, it was held up. It was really great. And uh, the scene behind uh, Angela is, is that wonderful uh, picture of the interior of Holterina. So, Hey, thanks for letting me have that moment. Uh, well, oh, I, I thought that was kind of cool because she has that great picture. Well, let's get on to what we're gonna do. We're talking, uh, we're talking with the master today, aren't we? Yeah.
0: Well, you, it's the this podcast, this episode of the podcast is all about me.
1: Yeah, all about <laughs> you. It's about apprenticeships, man. Yeah, no,
0: it's about the apprenticeship programs which I coordinate. Um, right. so uh an apprenticeship program, uh, I coordinate um Here in uh, the state of Idaho at Idaho State University, we provide the classroom-related training for the three licensed trades in the state of Idaho. That would be uh, electrical, um, HVAC, and plumbing. Um, And we just kicked off our program, and uh, it is uh, soaring. Um, I've got record numbers this year. You just Uh, kicked
1: it off for this year. You've been doing this for a number of years, and you are right. You've got great numbers this year. What are you up to right now for apprentices?
0: I am up to 296 apprentices this year. Um again, which for our university in our area, that's a that's a startling number. Um what
2: is it typically?
0: Um well last year it was 265. The previous year before that, I believe it was about 220. Uh so it's been going up and up. Um it's surprisingly, we um maintain we had an increase over the COVID period. Um yeah. and- they were, you know, the construction people were considered essential workers, so there was still a uh, demand for them, and there were there were many projects that were continuing, so that numbering um, was still rising. And again, we had a an astonishing increase this year.
1: Yeah, I, I got some ideas on why that might be, but I'm sure you do as well. I mean, you've you and your faculty have really worked hard on those programs, but you're doing something special. It's not the, it's not just a traditional classroom anymore. You've You've moved into the digital world with your, your apprenticeships, haven't you?
0: Yeah, and I think that maybe that might be a, a kind of a draw for yeah. some of the students. Um, so, you know, prior to COVID, I always like to boast about this because I was doing it before COVID. Um, you know, we started streaming the, uh, the uh, lectures live. You know, we're um, charged with providing the didactic portion of their classroom related training. Um, they get their hands on from the on the job. Um, So, it's all classroom, so we're doing lectures and so so forth for the students. And, you know, a few years ago, we decided that because they're all working, apprentices are working full time. Basically, an apprenticeship is a training program that consists of two parallel paths. Uh, One path is the job. The -the on-the-job training they're getting from their employer being supervised by a mentor, typically a a licensed journeyman in the state of Idaho. And the other part is classroom-laid training that goes runs right alongside with that on-the-job training. And between these two parallel paths, the students should or the employees on the employer's end should have these aha moments where they go. Oh, that's, I learned this in class, or oh, we uh, did this at work and they blend together. Now, because they're working, you know, a lot of times it was difficult for them to find themselves at our classrooms, which we do hold the lectures in the evenings, but in many cases, they've been working all day and in some cases, working quite a ways away from the classroom environment or from the school. During and they, yeah, and it would be very difficult for them to make it to class. So we decided, uh, you know, about four years ago that, hey, why if we stream the lectures would that help? Um, would that help the students out? Make it easier for them to attend the classroom session? And we found yes, it does, um, because they have that basically the extra wiggle room to have that time to get home. And in, in this case, they can get home, clean up have dinner and be in the class in time um, and, and sit there for the lecture so that has improved attendance quite a bit
1: yeah yeah and you, you actually go further and, and this is my chance to brag on Paul for those of you who who are have paid attention to the things that he does listening to us and watching this show you know he's quite busy but he also has worked with his faculty uh, on the on these in-class presentations live streaming there are some students who show up live because that's how they prefer to learn and Mm -hmm. and that's perfectly good we love that but these these classes are also recorded so that if students can't make it back they're in the field they can't get there, you know too much job that day then they can still come back and pick up the class because Paul's got these these wonderful live streaming classes recorded so it adds another element of, of convenience for all of these students who are coming to these apprenticeship programs at Iowa State.
0: Yeah, you know, they're, they're charged with getting it uh, in the state of Idaho, they're charged with getting a minimum of 144 hours of classroom time. And previously, before we, you know, streamed or, you know, recorded these lectures, it would be very easy for a student to have too many absences and not qualify to graduate at the end of the year. Um, and we try to mitigate this by, you know, having a, an opportunity for them to make up a missed class, watching a recording, and you know, doing any of the um, classroom work that they're doing that evening at the same time. Um, and it has helped out tremendously. Um, you know, again, we go back to their working a full time job, and in many cases, that full time job does go after five because. You know, when you're working um, construction, electrical, plumbing, or HVAC, sometimes that project, it, 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 the problem that they're working on doesn't stop at five o'clock. Yeah. yeah. And you know they they're uh, working with customers um, and who need their project done. You know, and that means us. You know, a, an apprentice may have to stay l- later. That's so right. this gives them an opportunity to make up that time.
1: Yeah, you've, you've hit up right, right on the uh, top of the, the nail there. You, you've got exactly why this is so important. This way it serves the employers and it serves those students so they can still earn their wages, you know, put food on the table and then go to school at night. A- another bragging point for all of you out there listening to this thing, Paul, Because I see this every day, Paul works with the faculty closely, but he also works with all of those students. And we all know that some students, you know, those those poor uh, uh, guys and gals who are out there in, in apprenticeships, you know, they're working their tails off. They they get tired, and sometimes they can't keep up with the assignments. But Paul is so good about staying up with them, getting in touch with them, encouraging them. You know, if they need to have something opened up, he works with those, those students a lot. A good part of his day is, is working with students. And, and there's a ton of you out there who are just great. You, you do fantastic. But there are some who just get, they get caught. There's amazing employer projects in our community. There's work that has to get done. And sometimes, you know, they have to make a choice. So Paul is so good about working with them. And he's so good about working with the employers and his faculty understand that. A lot of his faculty are working too. They come from the employers. Some of them are employers. Some of them are state inspectors. Uh, you know, they understand. And I think the mark of a great training program is, is the is the willingness to work with others here. And Paul's is, is numbers, I think, are showing that growth because uh, people are seeing what happens with the way he manages the apprenticeship program. So kudos to you, Matt, and to your instructors and all those fabulous students. I, I think that's awesome.
0: Well, no. my, my my instructors are a big help. I, you know, uh, you're right about helping students uh, succeed, Gary. But, you know, a lot of my students, the apprentices that come into the program, they went into the trades because maybe they might not be, um, you know, academically inclined. Mm-hmm. Um, they chose this path because they're good with their hands. They're smart with working with tools, working with the equipment that they're working with. Um, schools not may not be their thing. Um, and I have to understand that, that, you know, sometimes people need a helping hand, um, a, a guidance to get through the program. Also, you know, sometimes I realize that the Maybe the poor students that I have might be an employer's best employee. That's
1: right. Um, and
0: you know that's where they shine is they shine on the job. Maybe they struggle at school and they they need an extra lift every so often or they need a, a you know an assignment a little extension on the assignment. but when they're when they're on the job, they're working with uh, their other coworkers, they're the star. Um, and who am I to you know keep them down and, and prevent them from advancing at work?
2: Right now I have I have a question for you, Paul, Um, a little bit more on the logistics side it's going back to that 144 hours you uh, talked about before. Can you tell uh, me one i've got a couple questions one is are those hours per semester per year or for the length of the apprenticeship and then how much does the apprenticeship cost per year. And are there any options for students who need some funding to get funding?
0: Hmm, great questions. Those are great questions. I, th- I think I have answers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have answers. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, in the state of Idaho, um, it follows a, a traditional standards for an apprenticeship program um, for these trades, the, meaning that they're four years long. So an apprentice program is four years and they're required to get a a minimum of 144 classroom hours each of those years, and also get 2000 work hours each year. And if you break down work hours by 52 weeks, we're talking about 37 point something hours. We're talking a full-time job. So they should be working full-time in the chosen field, getting 144 classroom hours each year. Um, now, cost-wise, currently our program costs $800 for enrollment, but that does not include books. And books will vary depending on which trade that you go in. Um, electrical probably has the highest volume of books. Um, they do also have a, a higher volume of, of, of work to do um, each year. Um, uh and so those books are can be a little a little pricey uh sometimes going into it and your last question was
2: are there any funding? funding
0: mm-hmm. so currently in the state of Idaho we have this program called launch um and launch will uh provide some funding for approved people for approved students uh on <clears throat> on certain uh approved trades or um educational programs. And the apprenticeship program is one of those programs. So uh, a prospective apprentice coming into the program could apply for launch and get up to 90% of the program paid for. Um, They'd be responsible for 10%. But I found out just last week that there's another organization, uh, Equus. Who will actually pay the 10% for them and help them with the cost of their books if they, again, if they qualify? So, anyone out there who's interested in the trades, because here's the thing you know, another thing that we um, might want to point out is the trades, an apprenticeship is a good understanding or pathway for advancement and also um, wage increases. But that means that someone can come into an apprenticeship program year one. That's what we call. The you know the newbies the year ones um, with little or no knowledge, but that also is reflected in their pay scale. So someone might be coming in at a much lower wage scale as a year one, and they're not making you know as much as say a fourth year student or a journeyman. Uh, so they may they may easily qualify for these financial aids.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. You hmm. hey, just heads up. You know, we, Paul, we're getting close to the end, so we got so many. Oh my
0: more- word! Oh my word! Yeah. <laughs>
1: Let's let's (sighs) talk about something here. You've been talking about the apprenticeship programs that that you're managing called the trades. Right. There are other apprenticeship programs under what is called the registered apprenticeship umbrella. Yes. Could you talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah. So, you know, I coordinate the licensed trades, you know, that are licensed by the state of Idaho. However, there are other uh, apprenticeship programs that can be built for specifically for employers. So and these apprenticeship programs can be developed in conjunction with um, Idaho Department of Labor and USDOL to create what we call registered apprenticeships. These are just like the trade apprenticeships. You have, you know, a clear uh, two parallel paths um, on the job training and classroom late training so that those come together and apprentices have, have those aha moments, but they're designed to meet an employer's needs. Right. So almost any um, occupation out there can have what uh, registered apprenticeship developed for them to help them with uh, training. And we all know that there's a lack of help out there and there's a lack of trained, qualified people. Now, again, uh, you have to remember, apprenticeship brings in someone with little or no experience, but that wage scale matches. So you bring someone in at a lower wage scale and as they increase in a apprenticeship program, that wage scale increases as their knowledge increases.
1: Right. And in, in those registered apprenticeships, those aren't necessarily four years in length. They're probably a no. year, two years so. No. Is that yeah. right?
0: So again, with the, the help of Idaho DOL, uh, Department of Labor and USDOL, we'll you know, we'll look at an employer's need, help them develop what's called standards. Um, basically the, the list of things that a, uh, an apprentice needs to learn. And that those standards can vary in length depending on the occupation for as little as one year to as high as maybe um, three or four years, right. um, depending on the occupation.
1: Right. And what's cool about these these apprenticeships we call registered apprenticeships, if I understand it correctly, Paul, somebody who gets through one of those then is also able to take whatever skills they had and, and perhaps go to another state, say their employer has another office in, in another state, it's the same job. They could move over there in that apprenticeship. Uh, that still benefit, if, if they haven't finished it, they could still complete it there. Is that right?
0: Yeah, so these uh, apprenticeships, the registered apprenticeships, are approved by USDOL. So basically, they're recognized by the federal government as an uh a usdol approved apprenticeship um and then they you know once they complete they get a, a certification that they've completed this apprenticeship which they can bring to other employers and it should be recognized by other employees in other states Hey, they've got this training that's approved by the federal government and um and the standards that go along with that meaning the the tasks that they've learned in yeah. that apprenticeship
1: yeah. so hey yeah you know, we're really getting close but uh, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say the word you you gotta help me out here you are working on a few other registered apprenticeships, aren't you? Can you give us maybe a clue there's something with a tribe aren't we doing something? Yes yeah,
0: with- so um right so we do uh, work we're working with Tarot uh, which is the uh, local um, training organization for the tribe um so Bannock tribe right. um and then they they already have some registered apprenticeships that we provide in fact, they have registered electrical plumbing and HVAC, and we help them with that training because we're providing it already, but we also have a carpentry apprenticeship that we provide the classroom-related training for them. And also we're trying to help them develop a um, heavy equipment apprenticeship as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, um, uh, industry um, construction, um, um, you know, basically um, Uh, heavy-duty construction apprenticeship, yes. And then uh, also uh, working with Idaho State University on a cybersecurity apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, there's a great need for cybersecurity. It's becoming a, a hot topic almost anywhere. We have a widely recognized um, national program for cybersecurity already, and we're developing an apprenticeship for um, employers that already have maybe. Um, Employees that have certain qualifications, but don't meet those qualifications, they can bring them in and um, move them through already uh, existing cybersecurity apprenticeship that we're developing so that they can get that, that additional training in this. Those, not only the, uh, um, the industry-recognized certifications, but also the U.S. DOL, uh, DOL uh, certification as well. Oh, and then
1: that's so cool. And then, and then a timer went off,
0: but we'll finish finish what you're yeah. So say. one and one last thing is uh, I don't know um, how this will develop, but we uh, had an outreach from uh, NADA, which is uh, Gary NADA, National NADA,
1: Automotive, uh, Automotive Dealers 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 Association NADA.
0: Yeah, And NDA, um, NADA, um, and they reached out to us as uh, registered apprenticeship experts. To help them with uh registered apprenticeship that they would like to develop uh even though it's not in idaho they uh they knew of the work that we were doing and wanted us to help them develop something um and um lead them down that path um again, I don't know how that will develop, but uh i'm in we're currently i'm I'm actually in a uh a workshop lab with um uh, uh someone from NADA right now um, right.
1: That, that is so cool. And the and, and last one was, uh, did you say community health program? You're working with
0: community. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, right now, a another Idaho State University Department who's developing a community health um, apprenticeship, and we're working with them to help them administer their um, their uh, their reporting for them. Because uh, right. when you have a USDOL approved registered apprenticeship, there is some some reporting that goes along with that, and we're going to help them with that.
1: So so all of you can see as we're wrapping this up, Paul, you know, he's quite a busy guy and we have barely touched all the things he does. But related to apprenticeships, uh, you know, this program that Paul is overseeing is just uh, doing remarkable work. It's involving a lot of different uh, different strings that have got to come together. And anybody who wants to learn more about apprenticeships, I mean, if they wanted to get in touch with you, Paul, what would be the best way for them to reach you?
0: So the best way um, is if they, um, you know, the regular way that I always say at the end of every, every episode, um, they can uh, email us at um, Train at isu.edu and specifically ask for me to return the email. Um, they can call our main office at 208- 282-3372 uh, and they can also visit their apprenticeship website on our webpage at cetrain.isu.edu and also just one last thing um, if you're in the Pocatello uh, or Region 5 area and you'd like me to come to your high school and talk to uh, high school students oh, about yes. apprenticeships please reach out to me I would love to talk to Because uh, again one last thing Gary this year I'm having probably some of the younger Uh, people register more younger people register in the apprenticeship program than ever before. Um, And uh, again, I think it's also, um, you know, that uh, they've chosen a a different career path and this is an option for them.
1: Right. It's a fantastic career path. It puts great money on on the table for them. And Paul, I appreciate everything you do with this, Angela. uh, I I just want to give Angela a plug too. For those of you who are not aware, as our marketing coordinator, she just interviewed Paul the other day for an (laughs) article uh, that's going to go into,
2: what's going to go I believe it's going into the, actually our intern Kayla wrote that article she was in on the uh, interview with me. I just sat in the interview so that when I reviewed Kayla's article, if there was anything missing, I could uh, let her know. Um, but it's a great article. It should hopefully be in our tech annual for the College of Technology here at Idaho State University. So keep an eye out for that. Kayla did a fantastic job.
1: Super, super job. Hey, uh, we, we well exceeded our time, but this is such I a topic. Paul, thank you so much, man. Angela, mm-hmm. great insights, good questions They're asking us about, you know, the cost and all. And, and Paul, I think your answers are awesome. If anybody's looking for <laughs> Information on this, including how can they help get paid for? You know, uh, you're the man, and uh, I appreciate all that work you do. You want to wrap us up?
0: Hey, I think I already gave the information. I think (laughs) so. Again, uh, see if you want to email cetrain at isu.edu, if you want to visit the website, cetrain.isu.edu, and you can call us at 208 282 3372.
1: You guys are awesome. Thank you both. Appreciate it.
0: Hey, Gary, you're the man.